0: You're listening to NBS Cast with hosts Rachel Edwards and Raquel Roberts. Welcome back to NBS Cast. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm Raquel. And Raquel, we're about halfway through the year. So I think it's a great time for us to talk about our goals for 2021 and do a quick mid year check in. What do you think? I think that is a great idea. I think it's a pretty scary question to ask if somebody asks you, hey, how are you doing on your New Year's resolutions or your (laughs) goals for 2021? We might bristle really quickly and have a a visceral reaction (laughs) that's kind of scary because I don't know if you're like me at all, but I've fallen off the bandwagon a bit with some of my goals for this Mm -hmm. year. Yeah, But we're going to take a little time and talk about why it's important to do this mid-year check-in, what it looks like. And we're going to give you some pointers on how you can do your own mid-year check-in on your goals. So I want to pause for a second before we jump in and say that we based a lot of this on an article we read by Anna McRae from MoveYourMountains.org. She has a great article on how to do a mid-year check-in. So we're going to summarize the article for all of our listeners and talk about the important high points. From this article, and how you can do your own mid year check in. Mm -hmm. So, the first item that we're going to tackle is why should we even do this? (laughs) (laughs) If you fall into the wayside on your goals, isn't it just a better idea to try again next year? That sounds appealing because, you know, when you fail on something, it just feels better to say, I'm going to try again, but I'm going to wait until the following year or the following month to start over or Monday. <laughs> the proverbial Monday that never comes, right? Yes. <laughs> but a mid-year check-in, so halfway through the year, it's a great time to start assessing where you are in your goals and asking yourself some of these questions, like are there goals that you could already consider completed? Maybe you've met that goal for the year. Are there some goals that you're on track to complete? And then can you take that information and set even higher goals for yourself that are still achievable within your time frame? Or if you're like me and you need to take a little time to get back on track, <laughs> you let your goals <laughs> fall to the wayside. Maybe you need to ask yourself questions like, is there anything about my goals that I can revise to make them achievable for my end of year time frame? Or maybe do I truly need to set them aside this year because they're just not attainable for me in that time frame? As I go through those and I pull out the ones that I can easily revise, then I know I can take some time and reformulate my plan. I can break it up into some smaller achievable milestones that can move me toward my end goal. And then I can also use that to find where I did not succeed up until now in the year and ask people to help me be accountable. That's why it's important to take a little time and do some self-assessment. And as far as assessment is concerned, in my opinion, I think it's going to look different to everybody. Mm -hmm. But I do have a couple of tips that I was able to pull out from this article that are universal. So here are some recommendations to help you make the most out of your mid-year check-in. First tip is to set aside some time and schedule it on your calendar. It's important to say when you're going to set aside time for this assessment because if you just say, I'll take an hour and do it, but don't put it on your calendar, how likely is it that it's going to get done? It's not. (laughs) Probably not very likely. It can be any amount of time that you choose, and it's all going to be based on your own needs. If you want to set aside a half an hour, an hour, a day, half a day, whatever looks best for you and can fit and work with your schedule, start there. Tip number two do it at a time where you have the ability to focus. So maybe that's when your children are at a play date or when your spouse or significant other is otherwise busy. Whenever there are minimal distractions, this is going to be your optimal time to schedule that mid-year check-in. Anna has a great four-step system as you get started resetting your goals And I'll hit on some other recommendations when I get into step two of that four-step process. Great. So let's pause here and talk about step number one, which Ana says is remember your why. If you've lost your why, you're much less likely to achieve your goal because what's the point of achieving it if you don't know why you're doing it? Hmm. So why did you set these goals in the first place, and what is motivating you to move the arrow toward that goal being complete? Sometimes all you have to do is just sit down and remind yourself of your whys. You have a very clear picture of why you want to accomplish what you want to accomplish. So you can take a little time and remind yourself of those. If you're still struggling, if you thought you knew your why, but maybe that why changed, or... Maybe you didn't take the time to define your why up front. Anna has some great tips to dig a little bit deeper. So one of those tips for finding your why is spend a little time visualizing your life and how it will be 10 years from now. And that's asking yourself specific questions. How do you feel? Who is in your life 10 years from now? Who's there with you to experience it with you? Paint that picture as detailed as you possibly can. The best part of detailing that visualization is it makes it more tangible and more real for you. She has a great quote about visualization in this section of the article, and it's, Taking the time to visualize your ideal future anchors the dream into your body with emotion. Again, it's not just seeing that picture, but it's feeling that picture. The more detailed you can get with it, Anna talks about how science says our brains can't always tell the difference between our visualizations and our reality. The more detail you can plug into that visualization, the more real it's going to become for you. I think that's a great pointer that you can use if you need to reframe your why. You can also look a little closer and do some visualization on your life, maybe one to three years from now for any shorter term goals that you might want to achieve. She gives a really good example about why there's a difference between visualizing your life 10 years from now versus one to three years in the future. If one of your goals is to lose weight, you can generally accomplish that in a shorter time frame than 10 years. Some people take their time and that's totally fine. But if you are continuously moving toward your goal of losing X number of pounds or feeling X percentage more fit than you did in the previous years, generally speaking, that's considered a shorter term goal versus her example of maybe starting and scaling a business. That's a more long term goal. So Take some time and pick which time frame, is it short term, is it long term, that's going to work best for you when you're visualizing
1: and then stick with that. I really like um, how she talks about the visualization. I feel like you daydream for a lot of times throughout the day. Why not just hijack that time and use it to visualize how you want your future to go? I think I might do that (laughs) next time I catch myself just daydreaming about something. Why not daydream about how my life could be in 10 years if I follow through with these goals? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think that's a great way to, to frame that. Also, when you're talking about visualization, especially in the short term, Anna says that the goals you're working on right now should directly tie into the life that you want to have one to three years from now. Having long-term goals is good, but your main priority is going to be those short-term goals because your short-term goals automatically feed into your long-term goals. I thought that was a really great way to represent why short-term goals are important. So step one, reassess your why or re your why. Step two, reflect on how you're doing so far on this year's goals. Don't just jump in and start reorganizing and replanning everything. Take a little time and reflect on what you've been able to accomplish so far. Anna says it's really important to celebrate any small wins that you've been able to experience. Even if your overall goal has fallen to the wayside, you still need to celebrate your little victories. You were able to accomplish something within that time frame. Don't ignore it. That's not going to do you any favors. An easy way to help you do this is to put together all of your necessary materials. And what I mean by that is if you wrote your goals down in a planner or a journal Or you have them recorded somewhere else, have that ready. You're not gonna know what small milestones you achieved throughout the year if you don't have that in front of you. You may want to have your calendar ready or some other informational materials like books or articles or podcasts or anything that you pulled from when you originally wrote those goals or anything that's influencing you right now available to you as you reassess those goals. So, as you reassess, write down your next action steps to move forward on each of your goals. I have a good example for this. Let's say you want to spend some time every day in prayer. For whatever religion you subscribe to, maybe you want to spend part of your day praying. And you can adapt this to any other goal, but we'll stick with our prayer example for this one. To do that, your next action steps are. Determine what time each day you want to pray. Decide where you want to do it and get that space ready. So doing things like putting your Bible or your religious text in that space. Have a pen and a paper ready so you can write down some thoughts. You could make a list of things that you want to pray for ahead of time and have that ready for you in that space. Whatever getting that ready looks like for you. You can also use the tools at hand, mainly phones. You can set a daily reminder when you want your prayer time to be so you can get that notification when it comes time. And you can also ask someone to hold you accountable. Those are some great next immediate action steps to move forward on that particular goal. Other things that you can do as you reassess Maybe you need to take a look at your metrics, meaning what criteria are you using to determine your success? If you have a well determined criteria, what trends are your metrics pointing to? Meaning, are you making some progress or have you hit a plateau or a period of stagnation? For example, let's say your goal was to lose 50 pounds, and at this point in time, you've lost 10 pounds. Your trend. At this point in time, is you've trended down. You have made some small accomplishments toward your end goal. What you can do at this point is celebrate my loss of 10 pounds, and then I can identify some small adjustments that I can make to further my progress. If you've hit a stagnant point, so maybe my goal was to lose 50 pounds, but I haven't lost any so far this year, or maybe I've even gained a few pounds. The important thing here is, number one, give yourself some grace. It's not an easy feat. Any goal is going to require some hard work to get there. Show yourself a little grace and then do a little examination and try to find out where you fell off the wagon. Was there a specific event or time period you can pinpoint when you stopped following whatever eating plan or exercise plan you were following that caused you to go stagnant? And what are some small adjustments that you can make to get yourself back on track? That gets us through the first two steps of Anna's plan to reassess our goals and do our mid-year check-in. And Raquel, I know you have some great insight to share on the last two steps of this plan.
1: Yeah, I I definitely do. I really enjoyed this article. I think it has some really great things that you can do hands-on and do them right now. Following along with step number three, This is a time to reflect on what is and isn't working. So these just continue on. This is the time to look back and really reflect on how you're approaching your goal to give you insight on anything that needs to be adjusted or tweaked. So you really want your objective to be to work smarter and not harder. As part of a step three, she kind of breaks it down into eight little sections. So we're going to talk about focus, streamline, optimize, strategy, metrics, mindset, self-care, and accountability.
0: That was a lot, Raquel. Could you just
1: repeat those to make sure all of our listeners caught them? Definitely. So it's focus, streamline, optimize, strategy, metrics, mindset, self-care, and accountability. We can start with focus and I'll just briefly kind of explain what she suggests that you do with each of these themes. So if you start with focus, am I working on too many things at once is a question that you could ask yourself. This is where you need to evaluate whether you're making any breakthroughs or creating momentum. I would liken meeting your goal to having a breakthrough in this sense. Anna says, While it's possible to maintain several areas of your life at the same time, it's pretty difficult to create real breakthrough in more than one area. This is why she suggests defining what your breakthrough is for the next three months. This will make it easier for you to create the results that you're looking for. So you could maybe ask yourself, what do I need to let go of in order to make my most important goals a success? So it's just really focusing on that goal. The next theme is streamline. So you can ask yourself, am I feeling scattered? Anna talks about how she helps her clients who may be starting their own business overcome the feeling of being scattered. And she gives them some extremely simple advice here that I think anyone can really put into action. So for those working on their own business, she recommends they identify the days of the week they plan to work on their business. Not only the exact times, but also what type of work you're going to be doing during that time slot. And Rachel, I don't know about you, but this sounds a lot to me like calendar blocking and time batching. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Common theme for us this year. (laughs) Oh, for
1: sure. So even if you're not working on starting your own business, I can see this really helping you sort out and comb through exactly what you're doing And if that action is helping or hindering you hitting your goals. Definitely feel like this is applicable to any goal, not just starting your own business. Definitely. Yes. Knowing when you're going to do it and knowing what you're going to do. Very important keys. The next reflection question asks you to focus on optimization. Where are you spending your time? And this kind of points back to the activity in the streamline question. Asking yourself if you are making strides or just doing busy work will really help you optimize how you're using your time and what activities take up most of your time. So Anna suggests looking back at your planner or calendar to do this audit and then figuring out where there's room for improvement. So it's just a little step deeper. After optimization, she talks about strategy. Do you have the right strategy in place for achieving your goal? She mentions strategy is her superpower and poses several questions to ask yourself to help you strategically think about their goals. These questions she asks herself, what is my objective? What am I really trying to achieve? What are the key results that will bring me closer to that objective? I really like this question, Rachel, because it makes you chunk out your goal into smaller wins, which helps you feel like you're making that momentum to your breakthrough. So I really like that one. Me too. She also asks, what are the key actions I need to take to make those key results a reality? So again, breaking down those smaller wins into action steps. This is what thinking strategically is all about. What do I do next? How do I do that to get there? Metrics is the next theme in this step. So here's where you ask yourself if you're tracking the right numbers. She explains the difference between leading and lagging indicators. Lagging indicators are the metrics of your end goal. So maybe it's revenue generation, weight loss, or grades if you're in school. Leading indicators related to those would be maybe the number of hours you spent on sales calls to increase that revenue, or maybe the number of days you went to the gym and actually did something to contribute to the weight loss or the percentage of the textbook you read that's going to help you improve your grades. I love this point that you
0: make here, Raquel. I feel like people can get into a period of stagnation, especially with things like generating revenue or weight loss, where they hit that plateau, but they haven't changed their behavior. They're still going to the gym. They're still hopping on sales calls. It's just not working for them in that period of time. I think it's still a win to celebrate if you are continuously meeting your objectives that you've set out to do. You want to go to the gym three days a week and you do that. Even if you're not dropping pounds, you're still doing something active for you and spending your time wisely working toward that end goal. It doesn't necessarily mean there's going to be a direct correlation between your end goal achievement
1: and what you're doing. Rachel, I agree with you because when you pinpoint the leading indicators of your lagging metrics, you'll be able to better focus on, like you said, the right activities that won't only help you make progress towards your end goal, but also help you make those adjustments along the way because you're more self-aware of your actions. Maybe you've been doing the same thing over and over and you're just in that habit. But if you just take the step back and evaluate what you're doing, you can become more present in that activity and it can help you get further. Next is mindset. Anna asks, are you in the right emotional state for achieving your goals? And I never thought about this until I read this article, but in order to achieve anything, really, you have to have your head in the right space. So this means that you have to really believe that you're worthy of achieving your goal just the way you are right now if you're trying to lose weight, well, don't say, well, I'm going to lose five pounds before I feel comfortable going to the gym. No, you deserve that right now. Don't wait for Monday. You have to believe you're worthy and ready right now. A way to help you stay in the right mindset is like we've been saying over and over to celebrate your wins, but don't only focus on what's left to do. Focus for a time on what you've already done and celebrate that. So then we're gonna move to the self-care theme, which asks, are you burnt out or are you rejuvenated? Anytime you make big changes, it's important to take care of yourself. You're not just the number on the scale. You're not just your business or your work. You're not just a mom. You are a person living a life and you are human. Don't deprive yourself of the care that you need or the care that you want. I really enjoyed that because it's so important. You can get so focused on a goal and just completely forget about yourself. The final theme in this step is accountability. Are you being held accountable to your goals is the question that she asks. This is where you use your friends, your family, or your community in person or online to help you be accountable to your goals. Have you told anyone about what you're trying to achieve? Anna suggests an accountability coach, probably because I think that's what she does. Yeah. <laughs> but, but telling someone you trust is just as good as long as you set the expectations that they ask you about your progress and that you're honest with them. That was a very long step three, several different pieces. But I think that's where the real meat of this reset comes into place. Step four, she calls reset. So in this step, she gives us a summary of exactly how to reset your goals. And I'll go slow. So it's basically everything that we've already talked about. Determine your modified objective. Revisit your why and update it if you need to. Review your timeline. Identify three to five key results that must occur in order for you to achieve your objective. Decide key actions that are going to get you to each key result. And she mentions working backwards helps a lot in that process. Review your calendar and tweak your weekly routine to ensure you have the capacity to achieve these goals. See what else is currently on your plate that isn't helping you achieve your goals. This is a time to ask yourself, what can you minimize, eliminate, automate, or Delegate, which I think is great. And then finally, be proud that you've come this far. She says improving yourself is difficult, but the only thing that will stop you from succeeding is giving up. And that's the truth. If you're working to be better, then giving up is the only way you're not going to get there. She closes the article with a quote from Bill Gates that I thought was kind of thought provoking. The quote is, most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. This is so true because I think the small strategic steps are the key to get you to where you want to go and where you want to be. So checking in on your goals and yourself is a great way to make sure you're still working on the things that are important to you. That was the article. I'm so glad you found that and we were able to discuss it. Me too. I
0: feel like anything you read on goal setting and habit formation or habit reformation is going to tell you it's all about the small steps or the little changes that can incrementally advance you towards your goal and not necessarily the big leaps and bounds or changes overnight that we expect it to be. Well, hopefully our tips and tricks for our mid-year check-in will help you either stay on track with your 2021 goals, or if you fell off the wagon, maybe they'll help you get back on track to finish 2021 in a strong way. Yes. But now we get to talk about our segments and what we're loving right now. We're so excited to share what we're loving right now. Raquel, you have what sounds like bomb coffee recipe. I know you're dying to share.
1: So please (laughs) spill. What is it? Well, yes. Thank you, Rachel. I do love coffee and typically I just like it hot and black and in the morning, but sometimes I need a little pick me up later in the day. So I've created this iced coffee recipe. And don't come for me if you are like super into iced coffee. This is just what I like and what tastes good (laughs) to me. So I just fill a cup up with ice. I pour about four ounces or so of chocolate almond milk, and then I top it off with Starbucks iced black coffee. It's just the kind you can buy at Target. I think it's the Pike Place Roast. And then I top it off a little bit more with some vanilla oat milk creamer. And you just need just the tiniest bit of that because it's potent. And then I mix it all up and I drink it through a straw and it's great. It's chocolatey, it's coffee, and it's sweet. So I love it. (laughs) Rachel, what about you? That sounds absolutely
0: delicious. I will (laughs) definitely be putting those things on my grocery list for this week. For what I'm loving this week, we actually have a submission from our own Kenise Kobus, who is hey. Director of Operations at Payment Spring. Before I, I read her submission, I think most people who know Kenise know she's very into domestic pups and volunteering with the organization. So here is what she is loving right now. As a volunteer for Domesta Pups, a nonprofit organization here in Lincoln, I am currently raising a nine-month-old white golden doodle named Sterling, and also helping to raise a litter of 13 golden doodle puppies who just turned seven weeks old. Now, I'll I'll put in a little caveat here before I continue. This was submitted to us a few weeks ago, so those puppies are a little older now, and I'm sure absolutely adorable. (laughs) But... The work I do has been a blessing for me during this pandemic. Sterling spent his first eight weeks with his breeder as one of 10 in his litter, at which time I had the pleasure of helping raise them. He then spent the next two months at the Nebraska Correctional Center for Women in York, Nebraska. The ladies in York, called handlers, do an excellent job of working daily with the puppies to train them on their basic obedience. When the puppies are four to six months old, they transition to a puppy raiser, a volunteer like me, and spend the next 12 to 18 months with that puppy raiser who will continue to use the learned commands, teach new commands, and help the puppy earn his public access, which is when they're awarded a service dog vest so they can go anywhere and everywhere. Finally, as a handler, we are expected to just love the puppy. And what could be better than that? Totally agree there, Kenise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she also has a great story about her first puppy that she helped raise named Benny. And she told that story in her submission. And fortunately, we had to cut it for time, but you should ask her about that because Benny sounds like an awesome little pup.
1: Yes. I got to meet Benny a couple of times when we were in the office. And yes, very lovable.
0: <laughs> yes. So some of the 13 puppies that she mentioned earlier are going to be in need of puppy raisers as early as now. So if you want to see what impact those puppies can have on you, (laughs) or if you're the least bit interested in learning more, then you can call her at 402-440-6742 for some more information. And she says, it's been an amazing experience and I'm supported by amazing people who all have a strong passion for what they do and spend hours and hours doing it. They have hearts lined in gold. We all know that inside every service dog is the heart of a puppy raiser. Oh, <laughs> how That's sweet. Cute. Yes. <laughs> I always love it when the service pups come into the Lincoln office mm-hmm. and we get to see them and play with them. So, Kenise, yes. thank you very much for sharing that
1: submission on domestic Pups. Yes. Puppies, how can you not like them? But now we're going to move into our book recommendation. And we have another submission from Rebecca Pollock, who is the president of Payment Spring and she gives us a book review on the book The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides and she says this is a fiction novel and wow did it totally get me in the end I love fiction books with a twist at the end that I can't predict and Rachel this book has been on my want to read list for a while I read some hype about it the beginning of the year when I was trying to figure out you know what I wanted to focus on reading I haven't purchased it yet but This makes me want to dive into it when I have a free second. Mm -hmm. I've been pulling some other reviews from online and it's kind of like a psychological thriller in the vein of Gone Girl, The Girl on the Train, The Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, and A Simple Favor. And I have read and or seen all of those except the girl with the dragon tattoo. And I was a big fan of all of those. So this sounds like a book that would really keep my attention and I would enjoy. So what do you think?
0: I'm totally there with you, Raquel. I love books with a twist. Mm -hmm. I am also in the same boat. I have either read or watched the film version of each of those books that you named off, (laughs) except the girl with the dragon tattoo. I tried to read that one. I had a hard time getting into it, but I'm thinking I should revisit that one because I've heard great things. Yeah. This book, The Silent Patient, sounds right up my alley and I have it on my library list to go check out as soon as I have some time to do some fun reading.
1: Definitely. Well, thank you so much for that submission. Yes, thank you, Becky.
0: Hopefully, like we said before, our information on resetting your goals and doing just a quick check-in to see how you're doing will help you either stay on track or get back on track with 2021 and finish strong thank you all so much for listening. We always appreciate it. And we will catch you in our next
1: episode. Bye.